Hi, it's Michael and David here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for the current challenges and also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week with David Gregory, CEO of the Small Business Mentoring Service, we'll interview a different small business expert or a fellow business owner and operator. And they're going to share their best tips and insights for you, the listener. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Thanks also to our supporters, Kerr Capital and the Small Business Mentoring Service. So on today's episode of Small Business Banter, we're interviewing Kerry Anderson. Uh, Kerry's a, an author, speaker and facilitator, very passionate about rural and regional Australia. In 2018, she was named one of Australia's top 50 regional agents for change. We're without our regular co-host, David Gregory, by the way, but we're looking forward to a chat with Kerry. She's going to talk us through the work she does in terms of collaborating and uh, writing and enabling regional communities to uh, take control and and um, particularly to have a vibrant small business economy as part of the community. So we're looking forward to our chat with Kerry. Okay, so uh, welcome in Kerry Anderson. Nice to have you in. Thanks for inviting me, Michael. This is fantastic. Yeah, look, we're, um, we're looking forward to our discussion. Um, before we get underway, perhaps you could just give the listeners uh, a little bit of background on yourself. I, I you know, touched on it in the intro, but that doesn't do justice to the sort of work you do. Over to you. Well, uh, I guess it's important to explain that I come from a small business family and um, all my family members have various businesses. So it's part of my DNA growing up in a rural town with um, various business interests. So with that in mind, I I did start um, leading a community leadership program across the region and started looking at rural towns and thinking, why are some quite vibrant, others are struggling? And also realising that uh, the community value of business sector is not really quite there and I thought we need to get a louder voice for business we need to have a whole of community approach to um, invigorating our rural towns wherever they may be and it needs to be led by the community so I um, came up with Operation Next Gen took myself overseas did a lot of research uh, got a lot of new connections and uh, now my journey is sharing good news stories about businesses, um, encouraging others to value them more and encouraging everyone to take control of their own destiny, basically. So, the, yeah, so implicit in that is um, is sending the message that business is a friend, business is good, business is just a part of the community. It's not separate to or 
um, you know, it's going to employ locals, it's going to, you know, provide well-being and financial. Absolutely. Uh, I wrote a book in 2016 and uh, I called it Entrepreneurship, It's Everybody's Business. And I, I'm just trying to send that message. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be in business, but it is everybody's business because that the well-being of our whole community, Australia-wide, down to your own little town, all depends on how well business is doing. Yeah, so over the years, many, many years, the, the bigger businesses have um, you know, across the board kind of escaped out of a lot of towns. So it it is back to those medium and small that that's what you're talking about there. It always has been. Um, you know, if you collectively add up what small businesses um, do across Australia, we're around 50%, if not more, of the local economy in terms of jobs, in terms of um, supporting our economy. And every now and then you'll hear the politicians, you know, stop and say, yes, small business is important. And we all know that old saying, don't put all your eggs in the one basket. And uh, that comes to a national economy, international and right down to the smallest communities. Yeah, no, excellent. Um, we're, we're very much with you on that here at Small <laughs> We're preaching to the converted, aren't we? <laughs> There's a few others that we want to uh, bring along with the ride. So um, just just kicking things off, how, what's the outlook for um, SMEs, small and medium enterprises in the regional economies at the minute? It, we're certainly in challenging times. I think that it's going to be very positive. I think there's going to be a lot of new people coming into the small business market that are looking to either buy an existing business and adapt it or create their own new business. Now, of course, on the flip side, there's going to be a little bit of pain. Um, There will be some people that um, have been hurting. There's no doubt, you know, COVID has affected so many businesses. Before that, it was bushfires, drought, floods um but that's part of life you know this is part of the cycle no one saw COVID coming but the point is we always need to keep innovating our businesses some people don't have that appetite they will have had enough I think COVID will be um you know the straw that broke the camel's back and you know they're ready to retire or just move on and do something new and that's perfectly fine but there will be others that will be prepared to come and take their place. So those that are looking to exit, I'm saying, well, you know, here's an opportunity to um, market your business to those that are looking for something new coming out to rural towns or have lost their job and are now um, willing to consider being a business owner. So, you know, there's, there's good and bad, but overall I think it's great. The future is great because all businesses will understand they need to innovate, do things differently. Yeah, and it is, um, I, I think that that trend, if you want to call it a trend, is um, getting a, getting ahead because of, uh, because of COVID. People in the main, um, not in the main, there are people looking to move from the cities to the regional areas and, and you and I have had previous discussions about the upside and the advantages of looking and buying an existing business as a way to secure yourself a job. So, look, I'm really interested to talk to you about the kind of work you do. You mentioned Operation Next Gen. 
But do you just want to cover off the work you do with regional communities and um, and how you help them? Well, it's they have to help themselves, but it's really about facilitating new conversations with new people in new places. If you have the same people in the room having the same conversation, it's not going to change anything. And every town... Um, it's like a canvas. Um, you have to repaint it from time to time. And to do that, you need some fresh paint and some fresh ideas. So when I come into Operation um, Next Gen Town, it's about just creating new conversations and encouraging them to look at existing landscapes with fresh eyes. But it's about what can they do for their community. It's you know not about putting your hand out. It's what are they passionate about? What are the opportunities they see? and uh, taking the whole community along with them because it has to be a whole of community conversation. So it's very much long-term. Sorry, Kerry, but when, and when you say the community, they it, you're, you're referring obviously not just to the business owners but the broader community and the keep. So who, who are they? Like who are these other other people and other groups that, that you'd appeal to to get um, active and interested in their local small business economy and, and the key players? Well, I call them civicpreneurs because they've got that civic mindness. They want their community to do well and they don't have to be in business. They don't have to be an entrepreneur, but they their community's future is really important to them. So it can be people of all ages and, you know, people stepping up into leadership positions, you know, Running for council is not everyone's cup of tea, uh, but it may be a parent whose children are now at school. It might be someone that's just retired and suddenly has more time on their hands. But they have new ideas, new skills to contribute. And as I said, entrepreneurship, it's everybody's business. You know, it doesn't matter what sector you come from, but you need to make sure that you do cover off on all the sectors of your community to make sure it is a whole community conversation yeah i think somewhere in in the programs that you run you also do work with um, school children i do i do i love going into the schools we run a be your own boss program as part of operation next gen and uh and we skype in speakers from all over the country and overseas and use technology and get them to think about what would be a great business idea to develop for their community and the kids love it and i think the teachers are very impressed uh and and of course we bring the local business community in Teachers can't teach out of a textbook and inspire kids to understand or uh, want to uh, think about going into business. They've got to talk to the really um, the the, what, the business people that are really the movers and shakers. You know, not the ones that are ready to exit. The ones that are doing exciting things. Bring them in and let them chat with the kids or Skype them in. As I say, you don't have to physically be there, but it's good if you can. Yeah, I think you were. Um, um planning to be somewhere away from Victoria right now and with one of your clients. And, and well, I was looking forward to spending some time in um, outback uh, Queensland with a, a group of um, small towns actually in the northern Burnett Shire and we had sort of tentatively set up this time to go but, of course, COVID got in the way and uh, last year I was across in Western Australia in the southwest um, working with mining towns. So it doesn't matter where you go, there's some 
there's people and there's towns that are just willing to have a new conversation and do some exciting new things together. So, so when you you land in one of those towns, what what, what is what does the work you do look like? Do you is, is this is a couple of days, I imagine, is it or? <laughs> Well, it's usually a year or two years. Um, obviously, I'm not there the whole time. But, um, you know, the community is leading its own conversation. But, you know, you've got to get to know a, a community. And I love just spending time and, and also have the opportunity to share stories and, and share their stories because I love writing about businesses, as you know, and communities. But it, it takes time to give the confidence, the skills and a framework for a group of locals to lead their conversation. And, of course, um, technology, you know, I, I Skype in, chat with them. We use lots of tools to stay in touch, even when I'm back in central Victoria. And uh, it is a long-term conversation and you can't expect change to happen overnight. It's... Um, an important conversation and it's time to explore new ideas, test them, see what works, see what everyone wants to do and and drive them forward. It just takes time. And in actual fact, to see the results of an operation next gen truly takes about five years when you start to see businesses and jobs being created. It's not always visible right from that word go. No, no. So there's no expectations that things are going to you know, change rapidly and overnight. It's um, that is they kickstart the conversation with the right people, and and then you know, be be there with them over many many years. By the sounds, you've got you've got to invest in the future, and this applies to any business, any town. You can't expect it to happen. You've got to spend the time planning, investing, creating skills, building up things. And, of course, the benefit will be down the track. We can't expect things to happen in the snap of fingers as much as many do want it to happen that way. And it's important for, I think, um, councils, governments of all level to start uh, appreciating the building of capacity of people to drive change over a long period of time rather than just build something and or create something tick, tick, the box it's we've got to change our thinking on this and also understand that hey things aren't all going to go to plan I think we've got to get over this oh that was a failure no it was one step uh, of learning towards success absolutely and by the way we're talking with Kerry Anderson author speaker and facilitator and a and a regional agent for change I just wanted to come back to um you talked about local governments and and um other you know, participants in the, in the conversation, um, no doubt you're able, to, when you, you do some work in a particular area, you're able to carry forward some of what you learnt there to, to help um, other communities and it, do you see opportunities to really uh, share best practice or, or learnings a, as you go and, and between communities because they're not competing with each other, they're all doing their own things and... Absolutely. Um, and we all need to share. This is what we need to do, share our stories, share our ideas, share the outcomes. And that's something I can do between Operation Next and Towns. But you know, we all pick up positive stories and think, oh, that's a great idea, and you share it with someone else. It's really important to um, 
to do that. And uh, it's not a competition, as you say. I think um, clusters of rural towns working in a regional context is just so important. But then we're in a global world as well. So what's to stop every small business across Australia working together in a, a virtual platform? You know, we, we are each other's best ambassadors and it doesn't matter where we come from. We need to be supporting each other um, because your success is my success. You know, it, it's just so simple. And 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 Kerry does um, uh, communicate some of these through her, you know, through your blog and and the books and um, or book. I think there's a second. Yes, yes, just working on the cover design today, actually. So second book coming out and a third one half written. So there you go. That's excellent. Are you, are you able to? Love to for you to share some practical outcomes of some of those you know, conversations you've had uh, I, I know I've read with interest some of the, the you know the communities you've worked with can you just run through one or two examples are you, you know naming the communities what they did what was important to making the you know the the, the program successful well, participation, I think, is most important. Um, if the community's on board, it just happens. It, that goodwill is there. I know one small agricultural community I, I worked with a few years ago now. In fact, it would be six years ago, so I've got the benefit of seeing what's happened further down the track. And what impressed me about that community was that the existing uh, leaders in that community stood to one side And they were tapping on the shoulder and saying, you know, such and such should come in and have this conversation. And and these people were really pleased. They'd never had a platform to take on a leadership role. So they were just so excited about this. And um, we we met in unusual places, unused buildings. Uh, So it was all very bizarre and a little bit secretive to begin with because, as I said, it's your journey not mine. Now, their journey has been an interesting one. They've created um, they created a, a made-in kahuna market. They had a, a national competition um, to find a, a new tenant for an empty building in town. It got on Hamish and Amy radio program and on television, and uh, they created quite a, a stir for their small town. And uh, early last year, I was um, watching our local news broadcast. It had been some years since I'd worked with that community. And uh, a, a business owner from was being interviewed on Wind Television. And, and they said, well, five years ago, our accommodation um, the providers, you know, the, the capacity was really low. But she, and she was saying, now we're virtually at full capacity and, you know, shops have been filled and, and you know, and it was all happening. And I thought, well, five years down the track, things happen for a good reason. That community created festivals over the um, the Melbourne Cup weekend and uh, created farm visits, uh, as I said, makers markets, all sorts of things, things to connect with their young people as well. They realise the value of engaging their young people. So step by step, a community can get really excited just by a group of people having a conversation with other groups of people and it's like ripples in a pond. It just uh, comes out slowly and um, and positive things happen. Yeah, you, um, I, I like that you you, um, you said it even goes well beyond our states and, and our borders here. I mean, it's, you know, we're, you've travelled, I think, a couple of times to 
the US, uh, obviously not in the last little while, but was your experience of what they're doing in community, in the building and as it relates to small business, very similar to what's, you know, what, what can be done or what is being done here? They're, they're way ahead in terms of um, understanding the importance of entrepreneurship and building capacity in rural towns, and that's why I took myself over to um, Nebraska. Uh, it was my very first visit to America. And um, they, the word entrepreneurship was not one that I felt comfortable with. I have to be truthful. Um, however, I've come to value it and I've been able to pronounce it a little bit better. I can even spell it now, I'm glad to say. Uh, but I use it because it, it was a point of difference. You know, six years ago when I started this conversation, I used the word entrepreneurship to get everyone's attention. And over in America, they understand. They're very well connected. The universities work with the communities, with the community leaders, and they actively celebrate business. I can remember when I was in Nebraska, um, they said, oh, come with us. We're going to a little um, ribbon cutting ceremony. And uh, there was a new shop being opened up and in the mall. And all the business owners turned up to just be there. They'd left their shops to come and celebrate this new business opening. And I looked around and, you know, it was the local garage, it was retail, it was manufacturing. Everybody was there because they get it. You've got to support each other. And I just love that upfront um, uh, support that they were showing for a new business opening. And I think somehow in... Um, in Australia, we, we did get a little bit complacent for a while. We're starting to catch up and understand this is important. We have to openly support each other. We need to be our own advocates as well as advocates for others. And and I, hopefully I've been a little bit a part of that change. Yeah, look, it, it sounds, um, you certainly have. I've tracked the work you've done over many years since we first met and you do some some great work. And the um, that American example um, yeah, we do seem at times seem to um, need to to draw on influences from elsewhere because those you know the small business owners have never been more important in regional communities. You talked about the challenges for there will be some uh, owners that will probably decide just to close down and in in a small town and and that's that's a that's their choice and that's um, but for others to rally around and, and and if we can keep one more business alive you know by bringing in a new owner it it goes to that um you know ongoing growth and you know, the, the the american case you were talking about there when celebrating another business opening is you know that's what happens it's you, you get one more you get one more. it's good for everybody it is one of the hardest things i think is um the new business streams coming through we need to be open to new ideas now uh there are things mentioned to me and i, I honestly have no idea what they're talking about but as ambassadors potential investors potential customers we're just going to say hey you know, go for it. We'll support you in whatever way we can. We maybe don't understand it, but we need new things. We need diversity in our business sectors. Um, if we keep just building on the same things, it's making us vulnerable. We need um, diversity in the types of businesses we foster in our towns. 
Yeah, there's, there's some excellent opportunities ahead, despite all the the doom and gloom at the moment in you know in agriculture and food and and um, so it, it is exciting times ahead. Um, what's um, what what are the the plans for you as a, you're a business owner as well? You've you've needed to um, adapt to our challenges. What have you what have you been doing differently that um, you, you want to share with uh, with others? Well. I guess I'm fortunate. <laughs> I'm fortunate in all our family businesses have been able to operate pretty much as per usual. And in my own business, I'm in the consultancy space. Uh, the only thing I haven't been able to do is physically go and travel and spend time. But of course, I've been online for many years, so you know I'm just doing more of the same, and everyone's catching up, which is fabulous. But it's really interesting seeing some the way that other businesses are adapting and finding new audiences. And that's what I love. You know, businesses are just, you know, small business is agile and adaptable. You know, the big ships turn slowly, but small business can do it quick. We can pivot. And I love um, the Catherine Outback experience. Um, I was talking with Tom and Annabelle. They had their wings cut. You know, the Garn stopped travelling one of their big... um, customers bringing to them they've found their new audience in their local people they're giving horse horse riding lessons they're going online and giving lessons there's new ways of doing things you don't have to be on the road you don't have to have international guests coming always something new to do too true and you're living uh and breathing what you would be telling others to do we're coming up to just about the end of uh, of our time kerry Thank you so much for your input today. We, we'll post a link to your site, your blog, etc., uh, on the show website, which is smallbusinessbanter.com. But again, uh, any, any uh, closing comments on, on encouraging um, communities to get in contact with you or to do something? What, what would be your single message? I think we all need to think about where we spend our money and who with Let's avoid the big chain stores and Amazons and support a rural small business wherever it may be. And, um, you know, support each other. Share those positive stories. Be an ambassador. Like, comment, tell others about them. Excellent. That's uh, tremendous. Thank you so much for your time today, Kerry. You take care. You too. Thank you. That's been Kerry Anderson. And as I said, the show notes will... Uh, give you a link to her website, very um, worthwhile blog to read on a regular basis. So that's all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. David and I continue to be inspired by bringing you small business experts and hearing your stories. For any of the links, resources or information we've talked about on the show today or to contact David or I, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com. And David and I would love you to tune in at the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.